In they come, Alex Tuck scores! On the rush, Tuck came right down the middle. The righty buries it inside the right post. It's a solo effort, power play goal, and Vegas takes a one-nothing lead. Here comes the galloping ahead, he shoots, score! It caroms in, off a defenseman, Tuck ought to have his second of the game. Started off with Tyler Bischoff from ESPN Radio. Back to the left for Hay. Fakes around Calvert, into the zone. Carlson, now a shot, Marcheseau, he scores! Vegas takes a 3-0 lead. What a setup. Jonathan Marcheseau scores his sixth goal of the year. Boom, sadness, that's the one. The Golden Knights split the series with the Avalanche 2-2. Two two. They got a 3-0 win last night. Marc-Andre Fleury with the second shutout in four games against the Colorado Avalanche. But the only way to discuss hockey on this show is to do it with grades. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Grainy's grades. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Grades, grades. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Grainy's grades. So the first topic to grade today didn't happen in the game last night, but rather that the Golden Knights have been approved to have 15% capacity for fans starting on March 1st. That is below the 20% max that sporting events can have at their venues. What grade are you giving their 15% capacity? Okay, so this is a good one to start with because you do grades and you never check with me because I was on a plane for a lot of the game, so... I'm going to guess on a lot of these, but these are such, this is such a silly segment. Me guessing really doesn't matter because we're always going to have different grades. I'm going to say C plus. C plus. This is why I say C plus. I'm glad they're going to have fans back. And I think that's a huge deal for them, especially with this fan base. And I do think as good as they are, and it really doesn't matter in the Honda division, most nights who you're playing. I do think the crowd energizes that team a lot. There's no question about that. Um, so I, I'm glad they have fans back for them. Now, I, I have to give it a C plus because I still haven't figured out when it comes to this state and this town, who's making decisions. Because it appears like there's all kinds of different allowances, 15, 20, 25 year. We've got some teams throughout the state and high school playoffs playing. Clark County's not. So I really haven't even figured out if this is the, a good number or if they deserve more. I, I'm, I'm confused as to why numbers are different and why people are being able to do things and others aren't. Well, I'm under, the, I'm under the impression for this specifically that the Golden Knights submitted a plan for 20% and the, what, the health district or past health district or something. And they basically said, well, based on what you guys are trying to do, you guys are going to need to cut 5% of the people that are in the building. That's my assumption here, but I don't actually know how that process plays out. Uh, but the grade, you're pretty close. It's a C. C. Oh, 
because uh, this is pretty easy to do. 15% is 75% of 20%. And if you get a 75% in school, you get a C. C. Next topic to grade. Nor would I. Next topic to grade is Jared Bednar, the Avalanche head coach. Jared Bednar, he split the games. I didn't. Jared did a great job all day. I hope Jared didn't do anything in the first first period and a half, which I missed. So I'll go back to, and it'll be every grade today, C. <laughs> C. Check. Okay. Because I, I have, again, did he do something early that I missed? No, no, no. Jared Bednar, oh. the reason that Jared Bednar is in grades today uh, is because his team down 3 nothing in the third period, he never pulled his goalie. Even in the final two minutes, he didn't pull his goalie. He probably should have pulled his goalie with like eight minutes to go in the game. Like he was afraid of losing four to nothing instead of three to nothing as if that would have made a difference. I don't know what the hell Jared Bednar was doing, but he gets an F because come on, pull the damn goalie for once in your life. F. Next right. topic to grade. Very excited about him. This is going to be a fun one for you, Ed. Okay. Bowen right. Byram. B. Um, this is the kid who made a few runs at people. I gotta give it him an is. A. <laughs> I gotta, you know, I gotta give this kid an A. You know, he's he's learning in the league. You gotta be tough. You got, you, you sometimes you really gotta get, get get put guys against work. You know what I did laugh at last night? I did laugh at, and it's coming from the Vegas Golden Knights things side of things. Is he? I think he made the run at Tuck, which is not good because it's dangerous. But did anyone on that side say anything about? It? And you can help me out. Was it Carrier with the dirty hit on the night game that he didn't get called for and no one said anything? Remember when yeah. he shoved the guy up near his neck? I'm like, and even the announcer goes, that's a dirty hit. And I was, you know, I was, I was at bat, I was writing the column, so I continued to hit Twitter, and I just didn't see anyone say that was a dirty hit on the, on the night's uh, angle when I see a million tweets uh, after anything that happens. But last night, Bowen Byron. I mean, he makes a run at something. There's about 7,000 tweets coming in about that guy. So I'm going to say, you know what? Bowen, A. A. <laughs> okay. Bowen Byram uh, had the hit on Tuck as Tuck was on the ground. I didn't actually think that one was too bad. Don't fall down if you're Alex Tuck. He did have a late, dirty hit on Alex Petrangelo that was pretty bad, that was completely away from the puck. But the worst part of Bowen Byram's night had nothing to do with the hits. He's the defenseman that kicked the puck into his own net. <laughs> That's Bowen Byram's last night. And here's the thing. I'm not grading Bowen Byram today. I am actually going to grade the official scorer in hockey because we have got to get own goals in the sport of hockey. Bowen Byram literally took a puck that was heading out of the crease and redirected it the opposite direction into his own net. And Alex Tuck gets credit for the goal. No, no. You should be shamed in the box score if you kick the puck into your own net. We need shame with own goals in hockey. So the sport of hockey, the scoring of hockey gets an F, F. because we need own goals in this sport. It would be so much better if we had them. So that brings, me, that brings me back to uh, Harkin a time ago when I was coaching my son in basketball. He's like five, and there's a kid named Bobby. I won't give his last name. He might be listening. <laughs> Bobby led the league in scoring, and every one of his baskets were for the other team. Check. And we kept yelling, Bobby, Bobby, the other way. He was the tallest kid on the court. Kind of a clumsy kid, but, you know, you're five. So, like, you're, like, six feet is five. You're going to score most baskets. Everyone else was, like, three feet. 
Bobby just kept going the other way. He, I'm telling you, he averaged like 20 points a game. We lost everyone because he was scoring the other basket. So I didn't think Bobby should ever get credit for any of those baskets. Did uh, did he like get defensive rebounds and just stick them back in his own he, goal? He got every rebound. The kid was like 10 feet tall at five years old. What do you think? Defensive rebounds. He did everything. He dribbled up the court. These other five-year-olds are trying to like hit his legs and stuff and trying to steal the ball. And then the kid would just go in for laps. And after a while, it's like, yeah, Bob's not going to listen to us. Let's just keep, you know, it's five years old. Let him keep scoring for the other team. Incomplete. Yes. <laughs> I love this kid already. All right. How many analytics could you come up with that oh, guy? Oh, man. He sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> Next topic to grade, Ryan Reeves. Uh, okay, the only thing I noticed was him kind of playing with a stick with the other guy. <laughs> and then he and then they both got penalties in their end, which was it was kind of silly. It's like just, you know what, just line up for the face. The game's over. It's like a minute left, three nothing. Who cares? So you know what? I'll give him a C. C. <laughs> Ryan Reeves. Gets an F. Check minus. <laughs> Definitely not a check minus. Ryan Reeves gets an F. F. Because Bowen Byram took a cheap shot at Alex Petrangelo. Bowen Byram maybe took a cheap shot at Alex Tuck. Those happen within like a minute of each other. Where is Ryan Reeves to go fight Bowen Byram? I thought that was the whole point of Ryan Reeves being on the team is that he's supposed to intimidate other players to not take cheap shots at his teammates. And then when they do, he makes them pay the price. So Bowen Byram can take down the $8.8 million defenseman and Ryan Reeves doesn't respond? Where's the fight? Isn't Bowen Byram like 10 years old? I I don't care. No, I'm just saying, I think he's... He's this seven. He's this a kid who's like you know the, the young kid. So yeah, Ryan Reeves probably should have t- uh, taught the kid a lesson. I mean, he's this young kid. He's got to learn. Why is he on the team if he's not fighting Bowen Byram after those two hits? Why? Why? There's because no he's too busy. Because he's too busy playing stick with the other guy, like trying to get the guy, <laughs> guy to get position on a faceoff when it's three nothing with a minute left. <laughs> Next See. topic. There we go. Next topic. <laughs> Dennis Gilbert of the Colorado Avalanche will miss four to six weeks with a broken bone in his face. This stems from Keegan Colasar fighting him and punching him in the face. Yeah, I I don't... This is a hard grade because you don't ever want anyone getting hurt, especially with a broken bone. So I don't like that part of it. F. Um, So I'm going to give that part of an F because I I don't want anyone getting hurt and certainly not have a broken bone in his face. But... I guess if we're going to go opposite, it was Keegan Colasar's first fight in the NFL, or first fight in the NHL. I guess in a weird kind of sad sort of way for the other guy, Keegan Colasar gets a plus pass. A plus pass. <laughs> Easy A for Keegan Colasar. <laughs> yeah, right, the other guy that I want him to get hurt. Like, has Ryan Reeves broken somebody's face? Not that I know of. Like, Keegan Colasar is more of an intimidator. But you know who gets the A here, Ed? You know who gets the best grade? The Colorado Avalanche get an A+. A+. Because they have a player that's injured. And not only did they give a specific timeline on four to six weeks, they also told people he broke a bone in his face. Do the Golden Knights know about this? Do they know that other teams are giving out timelines and specific injuries? Uh, They probably do, but they never would. And I'm I'm trying to find it. And maybe you saw it yesterday. I'm going to go through here quickly because I thought this was a great. Okay, here it is. Dave Shane tweets, this is the type of the transparency that should be mandatory across the NHL. The Sabres yesterday said, 
Defenseman Jake McCabe was diagnosed today with injuries in his right knee to his ACL, MCL, and meniscus as a result of a play during the team's game against New Jersey. The expected recovery time for his injuries is approximately six to eight months. In two paragraphs, they gave more information on this guy, Jake McCabe, than the Golden Knights have since their inception about anybody. I mean, so maybe it's just a team-to-team thing because we always rip the NHL. Uh, You're not transparent enough. The NFL is far more transparent. And then you see this from the Sabres and you see that from Colorado. I'm beginning to think this is more of a Golden Knights issue than an NHL issue because other teams have no problem saying what these guys have. Last topic to grade, the LA Kings. Oh. A plus. plus pass 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 A plus pass A plus pass oh. pass uh, let's let's see here we're uh into the season uh well here's the thing i mean they're tied with colorado with 19 points i think the avalanche need to be worried oh uh, at this point i oh mean are you Listen kidding you. me Listen are you kidding you. me uh, won, dustin they've... brown Dustin Brown looking solid. He's back to his old self. Two goals last night. Quickie stopping 30. Come on. Come on. He's the worst. (laughs) Um, They are tied with the Avalanche. They've played two more games than the Colorado Avalanche, though. And actually, if you go by point percentage, the Minnesota Wild are ahead of the LA Kings. So they're not even in a playoff spot at the moment. Okay. All right. Overrated. Can you let me me have my few days when they're in a position? I did say this earlier. I cannot wait. I'm telling you, if they make the playoffs, I want Jared to play the open and you talk for three hours about how wrong you were. <laughs> and, 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 and just, I will just sit here for this. I will, I'll put the mute on, but this time it'll be on purpose. Usually it's on accident and I'm screaming at the machine and you're not listening to me because I'm on mute and I don't realize it. That day I will just mute myself and you'll have to give me every analytic about the Kings and why they made the playoffs. I will give you every analytic about why it's a bunch of crap that the Kings made the playoffs <laughs> and why they don't deserve to be there. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Robin Leonard, when's he coming back? Bischoff's briefs. How was the game? Not very good. Have you ever seen a good hockey game? No. Me neither. I love sports. I just can't get next to hockey. Bischoff's brief. See, I think Americans like to savor situations. One down, bottom of the ninth. One run game, first and third. Left-handed batter, right-hand reliever. Infield, a double play depth. Here's the pitch. Bischoff's briefs. What's going in hockey? It seems to come out of nowhere. The play-by-play guy is always shocked. Le Petier. Passes to Huckenchuck, who skates past the blue line. Huckenchuck, of course, was traded from Winnipeg for a case of Labatt's after sitting out last season with, oh my God, he scores! Bischoff's Briefs. Today, Bischoff's Briefs, we'll be looking at Robin Leonard. Pete DeBoer said yesterday before the game that Robin Leonard is not with the team. They were in Colorado yesterday. They play uh, Thursday and Saturday, two games in California, uh, San Jose and Anaheim. Um, We have very little info, but it sounds kind of safe to say Leonard's not going to be back for either of those two. If he's not on the trip with the team, I guess he could join them himself in the next two. But it it seems like Robin Leonard is not going to be joining the team. Uh, for the next two games, and then it will be Marc-Andre Fleury and probably not Oscar Dansk in goal for at least two more games, which means the next home game, the next time that Robin Leonard would play, if he does miss the next two road games, would be March 
1st. Now, March 1st is an interesting date in terms of Robin Leonard's timeline is because on March 1st, Robin Leonard will have missed 10 games. And in the NHL, you can place a player on long-term IR. And when you do that, they have to be out for 24 days and 10 games. So come March 1st, if Robin Leonard is not back, he will have been out for 24 days, more than 24 days, and 10 games, which means the Golden Knights could have placed Robin Leonard on long-term IR. Now, Braden McNabb is already on long-term IR, so they're already into their salary pool of long-term IR. So putting Robin Leonard there, it wouldn't have had a ton of benefits salary cap-wise. So it's not like the Golden Knights are throwing away uh, potential salary cap space by not putting Robin Leonard on long-term IR. But what I'm curious about is did the Golden Knights like misjudge his injury? Did they expect him to be back sooner? Because let me ask you this, Ed. Was there any point in this process where you thought to yourself, the way the Golden Knights described it, that Robin Leonard was going to be out for 24 days, nearly a month? No chance, because at different points in this entire process, we've heard he's getting better sooner than later. He was at the rink today. It all gave the insinuation that it was a matter of a few days. Once uh, once it was known that he wasn't on the trip, then, yeah, I think he had to question what's going on. I mean, I you know when he I thought for sure he'd at some point join them on the trip. Now he still might, but correct me if I'm wrong. They said he's not on the trip. So if he's not on the trip and he's he's going to miss the Anaheim game and I they play the Anaheim, the Sharks in the Anaheim this week I believe, um, yeah. then I then it's either either something else is going on or the injury's more serious than we thought. I I don't know either one. I'm certainly not going to speculate at all. But yeah, I mean. Some of the snippets we got from DeBoer and some of his comments made you believe that he was coming back pretty soon. And the the other part of him being out is he the last game he played, uh, you know, there was he tweaked something. He tweaked uh, maybe it was his shoulder. We don't really know, but there was a tweak of some sort with Robin Leonard. But then he was fine. He, he was he was at practice, and the next game he was supposed to play, and reportedly he showed up and then went home like he was there to play and then went home so it wasn't it was a very strange scenario of okay what what happened to robin leonard that he thought you know up until whatever that was 5 p.m that day that everybody thought he was starting and then all of a sudden he was not so there's a lot of strange parts of this and i'm i'm just very curious well obviously what's happening because we don't get any sort of injury updates on why players are out but i'm curious like how long have the Golden Knights been expecting him to be out? Because everything is kind of pointed to Robin Leonard's going to be back fairly soon, that this is a short-term situation, and it just keeps going and going and going, and, and we don't actually have an, a solid update on when Robin yeah. Leonard could be back. So, again, we don't know what the issue is. Like, this is, this is the problem with the Golden Knights not giving out injury information, not giving out any information about why players are gone, is we simply have... We have no timeline. We have no expectations. You have to try to read between the lines of what Pete DeBoer says. And that, you know, reading between the lines would have indicated he would have been back fairly soon. But we haven't seen that. And if he doesn't join the team on this trip, it will have been, you know, a three-plus-week injury where he misses at least 10 games. And that's a pretty significant deal. That's a pretty significant injury yeah. if you're going to be out for nearly a month. Yeah, and, and look... I, I would hope they'd be more transparent, not just with this one, but from the very beginning. Um, 
because as we just said in the last segment, some teams are more transparent. It's obvious they release actually release statements. Most of them aren't, though. I don't see a lot of that from NHL teams, but I certainly in no way will try to guess here. I think that's you know borderline irresponsible to try to you know guess what might be going on in this situation. Um, but yeah, I thought he'd be back by now, and I was I was surprised. Given what Pete DeBoer said last week, I was really surprised. I think it was the first time I saw it, Dave Shane tweeted that Pete DeBoer said he's not on the trip at all. And that was that's the first time I thought, wow, that's a little surprising. That's not sooner rather than later. That's not, hey, he was at the rink and he's coming along fine. That That's not that. I mean, so we'll just have to wait and see. But if it's a long-term thing, then as much as we'd like to have fun early in the show, I mean, Ben Goats is right. Oscar Donks at some point has to play. I mean, <laughs> no, he, he's got to play, right? No, no, never play him. Never play Oscar. <laughs> never play him? I mean, you have to. Here, Okay, here's the thing in hockey. Hockey as a sport uh, is behind pretty much all other sports when it comes to resting guys in the regular season. Like, the NBA is pretty much proven it's smart to rest your players during the regular season because the playoffs are what's important. In hockey, you see it some with goalies. They've started to do it more with goalies than any other position. So they should probably be playing Oscar Dansk now. Like, they should probably not be wearing out Marc-Andre Fleury, because again, for the Golden Knights, they're going to make the playoffs. That's not going to be a problem. If Oscar Dansk were to start 15 games between now and the end of the season... No, they're in the play. They'd probably win the division. Right. That's not going to be a big deal to them making the playoffs. So... The, mo- the most important thing is for them to have fresh goalies come playoff time. Now, if Robin Leonard plays 10 games between now and the end of the season, Robin Leonard's going to be fresh. But again, based on the way this is going, Robin Leonard might have a season-ending injury for all we know. So, like, they need to they need to give Flurry a break, and it doesn't just have to be, oh, it's a back-to-back. Like, they should be giving him breaks regardless because, again, it's the regular season, and the regular season doesn't ultimately matter for the Golden Knights. And shouldn't it also be, because we know the bottom half of this league, I, you know, I, I'm being serious here because Leonard and Fleury were every other game. We got that in terms of both being kind of one number one guys. Could you do something like Tyler? Like, ser- seriously, you're playing the Ducks, okay, thanks, you're getting that start. You're playing the Wild, yeah. Fleury gets that one. I mean, you know, you can definitely, there's enough bad teams in this division where you can find him games to get Fleury rest when they have to play the better teams. There's not many of those. Yeah, absolutely. And Oscar Dance, here's the thing. Oscar Dance isn't so terrible. Like, there might be a game that you lose right, because Oscar right. Dance lets in sex. Right. But, like, Oscar Dance isn't some, like, yes. never played the sport before. Right. Like, if you can just get average goaltending, the Golden Knights will be fine against most yeah. of the teams in this division. So they, sh- they should be playing Oscar Dance. Depending on how long Robin Leonard is out, they should absolutely be playing Oscar Dance more than they have and whatever the colorado series is important i get it but now anaheim san jose like yeah put oscar dansk in there you need to start doing that all right coming up next um supposedly we're going to be joined by a henderson silver knight we still don't know who just like jake bischoff does here on the wing the defenseman stepping down on his off wing puck on the stick goes far side right above Velotta's pad makes the game two to two brian Jake Bischoff from the right circle, able to go far side against Valalta. And Mike McKenna has the first play-by-play goal call of his career. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. 
So Jared has been telling me for uh, a couple of days now that we're going to have a Henderson Silver Knight on the show at 9.30 on Tuesday, but would not tell me who, and I was under the impression he did not know, but I've just found <laughs> out that he did know this entire time. So I'm assuming we're talking to Jake Bischoff right now. Yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> man. How are you, Jake? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are good this morning. Okay. You know, so, uh, go ahead. Before, go ahead. Hold on. Before you say anything, Jake, I must tell you, if there's anyone who could leave this guy speechless, and it appears you have not, though, I, it, it was you. So um, welcome to the show. And I thought he'd remain speechless, but it appears he's still going to speak. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Jake Fishoff. All right, Jake, before we get into anything else, the most important question for any Henderson Silver Knight is, what do you think about the town crier that comes out to announce goals scored by the Silver Knights? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. It's definitely interesting. Something that, uh, you know, we've never heard before, but uh, you know, I think it's cool. I think it works with, uh, works with the team for sure. Did you guys have any idea that that existed before the first game? No, not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, oh. so let you got to let me know. You guys are sitting there either on the ice or on the bench. The first time he comes out, what what is everybody's reaction? Um, I don't know. I think we all just sort of looked at each other and we're like, "Oh boy, here we go." But uh, yeah, it it was definitely interesting. But uh, you know, I think uh, I think it'll be cool for sure. Well, the way you guys are playing, he's going to have a lot to do. That crier is never going to shut up because you got a lot of goals. Um, Jake, you know, everyone at your level wants to be at the level above, but, you know, we haven't, we've seen the Silver Knights a little here in town. Um, how's the experience been? I mean, you know, you're playing at the Orleans, they're building a new place. I know eventually you want to be up for, for a full time, but at least at this point, how's the experience been being in Vegas and that close to the Golden Knights and, and winning as you guys are? Yeah, you know it's been it's been unbelievable. I think uh, you know they definitely did it right bringing this team here, and uh, you know just being in the same town is uh, you know huge for uh, you know everything, just convenience and stuff. And uh, the the facilities that they've made for us here too are crazy. I mean, the practice rink is pretty much you know the same setup as City National almost. So I think uh, you know they're doing it right here, and uh, you know it's definitely exciting to be here. Uh, can you can you give us a breakdown? How was Derek Engeland as a coach when he has to suddenly come down and coach your team for some preseason games? <laughs> uh, he was he was awesome. He was awesome. I mean, obviously that was a little crazy circumstance, but uh, you know, he uh, I think he definitely has a future in coaching if he ever wants to pursue that. Did what he talk your... a lot? Yeah, did he? he doesn't talk. He doesn't. When, when you know, when he was with the Knights, he was very nice about it. But he he, he put it this way: he wasn't Nate Schmidt in the media. I mean, he, he was like, yeah, "I'll do it." But do I? Have, I mean, was he a talker? Or did he say, "Hey guys, let's go and give you the pat on the back and go on out there"? Um, he was sort of more like, "Hey guys, let's go." He definitely <laughs> uh, definitely didn't say a whole lot in the locker room, but you know what he says. What he says carries some weight coming from him. So I think, uh, you know, he didn't have to say much. He just had to say, uh, you know, a few things. And I think we uh, understood what uh, what he was getting at for sure. Uh, of your actual coaches for this season, I'm curious, what have you thought of uh, Joel Ward being a coach for the first time in the AHL? Um, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. I think he's uh, great. You can definitely see that he has a lot of passion for the game still. And, uh, you know, he wants to share that with uh, all of us, all the 
all the players, all the young guys and stuff. He, uh, you know, brings energy every day at the rink, and I think, uh, you know, it's been it's been great having him. All our coaches have been awesome. Could Joel Ward be in the lineup for the Henderson Silver Knights right now? <laughs> I mean, I think he could. He's still in pretty good shape. You know, he uh, he hits the gym pretty hard after practice most days, so he uh, he looks like he's in playing shape. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I think he could. Are you concerned or ever very worried about Tyler Bischoff kind of stalking you? I mean, I, this whole situation has been very worrisome and bothersome to me because it's just been one-sided. So this is the first time I've ever talked to you. I've always wanted to ask that question. Is it like, are you, are you honored by it or is it just a little weird? Um, no, I'm honored. I think, you know, we share names, obviously. So that's something that we, that we all have in common for uh, ever. And I think, uh, you know, it's been good getting to talk to him. Yeah. See, Ed, it's a good thing. Okay. It's a good thing. All right. Okay. I, we, listen, before before doing this show, we had Jake on Technically Correct a couple of times. He is he is fully aware of what we have done here and fully aware that when Jake scores, <laughs> when Jake scores in the first ever Silver Knights game, everybody is now trying to tell me to make sure I'm aware that Jake scored. It's, it's a big deal. It's, it's a very, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, Ed. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm glad for, for sure. it. Um, of your time up there, and look, they've got young defensemen up there. You know that. You know kind of the roster. Um, what has your time been when you've been around the Knights and kind of set goals? You want to be there as soon as possible, but what does it take to get there and stick? Not only, maybe not this team, but at that level. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously that's the million-dollar question, what everyone wants to know. And I think, you know, I think it's just, for me right now, it's just sort of being patient, you know, waiting for, waiting for that opportunity, obviously try to push the pace down here and, uh, you know, keep getting better and keep, uh, you know, producing at this level, then just hope to, you know, get a chance at some point and uh, take advantage of that. I think that's sort of uh, my mindset right now is just continue to try to be get better every day. And, uh, you know, if I do get that opportunity, be ready for it. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are as a player this season because there is a taxi squad now. Um, would you prefer to be in the AHL playing games every day or every other day, or would you prefer to be on the taxi squad where you're not playing but you're practicing with the NHL team? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously that's uh, that's a good question. Obviously you want to be on the taxi squad because that means you're close, right? But uh you know, being down here and getting to play games is also very beneficial, too. I think, uh, you know, you can stay in game shape and then, uh, you know, hope that you can jump from here and not have to spend a ton of time on the taxi squad and get in the lineup type of thing. So I think, uh, you know, it's obviously mixed mixed feelings for that. But, uh, you know, I think being down here and playing a lot of games and getting a lot of minutes, I think that's definitely, definitely beneficial for me right now. Were you more jealous that the Knights got to play Edgewood 18 or that you've never played Edgewood 18 and have you played it because you're such a good golfer? Um, no, I actually have never played that course, but that looked that looked pretty amazing. Just the, <laughs> the view and the sights from watching it on TV, it looked like it was definitely a cool experience for the guys. Uh, ben Jones said before the season started that uh, you are a good golfer, the best that he's played with. Are you the best golfer on the Silver Knights? Oh, boy. I don't know if I'd be the best. I, uh, 
Yeah, I, I do like to golf for sure, though. I think I play quite a bit in the summers, but, uh, you know, I think there's definitely some good golfers. Jonesy's a really good golfer. Uh, I know Sakir is a good golfer, too. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It'd probably be a good match to see who would be the best on the team. But you've beaten him before, uh, right? You've, yeah. you've beaten Ben Jones before, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> but he's also beaten me, too. So it, uh, it uh, could go either way, depending on the day, I think. Is this uh, one thing that you would take Mark Stone to task on and say I'm better than you at? <laughs> he's a good. He, he golfs. I think he golfs a lot. Isn't he good? He's got. He's like a pitching and a putting in the backyard. Yeah, he definitely has uh, a good setup <laughs> for practicing. That's for sure. But uh, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I've never golfed with Stony, so I'd have to. <laughs> I'd have to feel him out a little bit first before I, uh, you know, challenge him to a match. I think. All right, one of our favorite things on this show about hockey, or maybe I should say least favorite, is the uh, uncreative nicknames in hockey and how uh, most guys just get like an E sound put on the end of their name. So we have some audio here. <laughs> this is uh, Mike McKenna during one of the Silver Knights games. Uh, Jared, play this first. Bishy, Bishy. Okay. Does anybody call you <laughs> Bishy, Bishy? <laughs> Does anybody Sorry, call it, you say, did say, anyone call me Bishy? Yeah, is that an actual nickname that anybody's given you? Um, I don't know, not really. Oh. Some people called me that before, just jokingly, but uh, I think most people call me Bish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, t- t- come on. Jake, you know as well as anyone, every hockey name, you just add the Y. I you know, know I mean, that's yeah. true. I <laughs> guess I'm hockey a rare, the easiest nicknames ever. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, at growing up, yeah, at growing up with the last name Bischoff, and I'm sure this happened to Jake too. The actual nickname you get with Bischoff is something that you probably can't say on the radio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what most people call me. Yes. So, well, he uh, is Jake Bischoff from the Henderson Silver Knights. Jake, we appreciate it. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Good talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here again. Yes. Thank you. Take care. Oh, what a good day for you, man. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. I I think I'm. I think I'm mad at you guys. I knew you, I didn't know till yesterday. Now Jared's known for a month, but he well, said we're having Bischoff on. Don't tell him. Okay, but but here's the thing. I I feel like we should have promoted that and not um, made it a surprise yeah, to me. Right. The only thing I felt the only thing I felt bad about is when I was writing the rundown, I just put Silver Golden Knights or sil- Silver Knights, <laughs> Hockey Knights, whatever they are. I said Henderson Silver Knights, and I thought. That's too bad that I can't put Jake Bischoff so people can know it is him and tune in. I couldn't tag him. I just had to put, uh, you know, the team. The other, the other part of this is we should have made it, if you guys were going to make it a surprise, should have made it a bigger deal throughout the show. Because I was, listen, until about 9.28, I was genuinely upset that Jared was like, well, we got a silver night and wouldn't yeah. tell us who the hell it was. <laughs> that was. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, are we about to talk to... <laughs> Jack Dugan? Like, I didn't know. I'm like, what are we asking that, a person that I don't have any idea who we're talking to? Well, so now you know what it's like whenever you start talking numbers. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to you don't have to talk to the numbers. Oh, I can love talk the, to the person. I love the numbers can I so I can purposely mute. Like, because I know I'm not I know I'm not gonna be able to say anything. So those are the times where I take the bite of yogurt, have maybe a sip of water. And, uh, you know, do things that you can't hear. And then I come back on at the end of the numbers. <sighs> Brutal. I don't okay. know. I, feel, I, should, I should have made it a bigger deal because I was, I was genuinely upset 
for the majority of this show because Jared didn't know who the hell our ninth yes, or I, guest was. I've I've known for like a yes. week and a half. Yes. And I didn't even ask last night, and he offered the information to me with a text. Yeah. He said, we're having Bischoff on. Don't tell him. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, it just, Brutal. Come on. It was. It's genuinely one of the few times that I get to have the upper hand in this relationship. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, I, I see. I'm saying, what I'm saying is we blew it because I should have been on air just pissed the entire show that you wouldn't tell me. Yes. Or that I, you I, didn't I, know. No, it's not, I was it's trying... not that you wouldn't tell me. It's that I didn't know or you didn't know, supposedly, is what I was led to believe. Yes, I kind of thought you would play that angle, and you didn't, which is, you I know, mean, you are way more professional than I am. I mean, <laughs> other media outlets in town have kind of adopted having a guy on from the hockey team to kind of be their insider. I mean, do we have anything we can come up with? We throw this kid and he becomes our insider? Do you have a t-shirt left, or do you have a... A hat or something we can throw this kid to be the insider? I mean, maybe a, sle- maybe a sleeve of golf a sleeve of golf balls. Like you buy one one week, I buy one one week, and we just kind of bring the kid on and give him golf balls. Our HSK insider? Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> be the first one in town to have one. That's right. Nobody else has an HSK <laughs> exactly. insider. Darn right. We'll be, we'll be leading the way here. All right. <laughs> yes, as we always do. I uh I appreciate the surprise. <laughs> um I feel it should have been a bigger deal, though. We should have we should have blown that up. You should have, Jared. You should have poked at me. You should have made me a little bit angrier about it. I you seemed very upset via yes. text message. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you're happy about it. No, not at all. Listen, I was at nine twenty eight. I thought we were about to interview a Henderson Silver Knights, and I did not know who it was. Like, what the hell am I going to ask them? Like, you're just, oh, here's oh. a guy. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm mean, looking at his biography. He's from Alberta. Great. <laughs> Listen, man, nothing against HSK, but thank God it was him because I had four questions for that guy. Had it been <sighs> someone else, you better take that interview over. There's no <laughs> chance I'd know what to ask those. I mean, he was easy because of your relationship and the name. But I, when Jared told me that last night, I go, thank goodness. I've got a few things I can say to him. And that's what I was worried about. We were about to be talking to Paul Cotter, and I wouldn't have a damn question for Paul Cotter. I mean, I, I just, you guys got to give me some credit. I'm not going to, like, I'm I'm never actually going to do that to you. Listen, Jared also booked our 730 guest today, and they canceled on us before the show. So I don't know how much credit you think you should be getting around here. Yeah. I'm, oh, God, I, I muted myself. I mean, I don't, I don't feel good about that. So uh, we should like go to break. Right. Coming up next, the dessert menu and Ed Grady's travel habits. <laughs> Let's end the show with something sweet. This is the dessert menu, brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. Ed finally got his luggage last night. This has been the Dessert Menu, brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union. Become a member today at SilverStateCU.com. All right, okay. what happened with your uh, luggage? It's it's never happened before, ever, ever. I've traveled, it's never happened before. We get off the plane, uh, Bonnie and I, and we're getting to the luggage, and uh, she came on the trip with me, and it, the Reno luggage is coming out fast. And I see my suitcase, I'm like, damn, that was fast, good. And I pick it up, and we had packed both in one case, so it was a pretty heavy case. I'm like, all right. And I'm wheeling it away, and she says, man, that's weird because our our address tag came off. I'm like, yeah, that happens, and we keep going. And get in the Uber, 
and we're going home, tired, going home, and the phone rings. And I don't, when, when, I don't know about you, but if I don't know the number, like I decline it. Like I, I don't pick up with weird people. So if I don't know who it is, I don't call. But this, it keeps ringing. I'm like, gosh, bless it, it's probably a telemarketer. So I answer, Mr. Grady, this is Southwest Airlines. We believe you have the wrong bag. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, no, no, it looks just now. That's that's wrong. And then I start thinking, wait a minute. Bonnie did say something about the name tag. And I'm like, I'm like, how do you know? I'm reading the name tag. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So so we're we've gone under the underpass if you know that you're getting on the 215 to go home to Summerlin. So that yep. we're you know we're not far away from the airport. But the Uber driver, I said, oh God, she's listening to my conversation. I said, I'm so sorry. We're gonna turn around. You know, you know, we're coming back and we're like, oh, what a disaster. I feel sorry for these people. And I asked the Uber driver, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take you back. And I said, okay, can you pull up outside and I'll run it in the we'll right back? She goes, no, that's not how it works on Uber. We can't stop. If I stop, you're charged. So I'm like, all right. And I look to the right, and of course, you know, Greenspan's looking at me because I I see through her head. Oh my <laughs> God, we have to pay for we have to pay for two of these things. You know, uh, this is not good um, with the credit card. So I went in. I will say that the bags were exactly alike. Like it wasn't like I picked up a blue one and theirs was red. But I wheeled mine in. I've never apologized more in my life because I felt so horrible. And it was a family who appeared to be like visiting. Like they weren't going home. So they're probably very excited to either get to the hotel or whatever. And here I'm driving down the 215 with their luggage. And had I'll tell you what. I might never have answered that line. Like, I could have gotten all the way home. And, of course, when we opened the bag and saw not our clothes, we would have realized, wait, I took the wrong bag. But, but there's a very good chance I would have never answered that call. Because, again, I don't know about you. I don't answer it if I don't know who it is. Like, ever. So this poor family was waiting outside a baggage claim somewhere for Ed Graney to come back with their suitcase. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was... It was... <laughs> No, no, it was absolutely, and I felt so bad, and, and Bonnie's like, all right, all right, you apologized enough. I said, God, I just feel horrible for these people, and then she's like, what credit card are we putting the second Uber on? And I'm like, okay, we're back to reality here about who's paying for the Uber. Oh, it's just, it's never happened. I've never gotten the wrong bag, ever, ever, and I just, and I was, I ran for it, man. I said, hey, look at my bags out. It's already here. Let's get the heck out of here. And she stopped me for a second, said the name tag. And I said, nah, that happens in travel. Things fall off. And uh, yeah, it was not good. And not she, good oh, she can hold it over you too, because she oh. pointed out, hey, where's the name tag? Like she, we, she gave get, you the hint. We get home, the son opens the door. Guess what your father did? <laughs> like two seconds in. I haven't seen this kid in days. I can't even give this kid a hug. He's already like laughing at me. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> and by the way i blame her as well because if you have the sense to say where's the name tag don't in your mind because she knows i'm an idiot so doesn't she pause and say wait this guy's a complete idiot if there's no name tag on here why are we wheeling this ca this case away isn't there if it's I checked mean, luggage isn't there the long white piece of paper that has your name on it too or was yeah, that but the once name I tag that got no the name okay. tag is you know the small one you you, you, yeah, you put yeah. on there just your name and address so that was gone. It's I now know it's gone because it wasn't my luggage, <laughs> but I assumed it fell off or something happened. No, I didn't even check the white one. I didn't. I just assumed it was my bag. Had I checked it and seen like Mark Katowski or whatever these people's name were, <laughs> then I would have probably turned around and gotten my real bag. The best is when 
<laughs> I told her the name tag was gone. And the only thing the Southwest lady said is, I'm reading your name tag. <laughs> oh, what a disaster. What uh, a disaster. Have you now gone out and bought like a cheetah print <laughs> luggage so you no. won't confuse it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've always told myself, I won't do that. And I won't wrap the purple ribbon around the, you know, the, 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 where the case, oh, where no, you hold no. the case. You uh, got to put the purple ribbon. You got to, yeah. I think we have those two. I think because we have like just plain <laughs> black suitcases that <laughs> anyone's going to steal. We put the little ribbons or the little, yeah. got like little red fuzzy balls you tie around. Yes. There. You got to do that. Yeah. That way some idiot like you doesn't walk off. There's with that, it. That's, there's no question on my next trip she will have liked she would have put like a blue ribbon on. that's i know that's coming now i've always but, tried to stay away from it but i know the purple ribbon is coming because the the response by her and it all had to do with the uber she didn't care about the clothes she just knew we were paying for two uber drivers but and, then you uh, know, you know, you'll grab one without the purple ribbon and be like yeah it came off in travel it happened <laughs> how do you know it's me i'm looking at your purple ribbon oh this poor family Comes oh. to Las Vegas yes. to spend a, spend a week, get away and I from knew... reality, and Ed Grady's running off with their suitcase. I wanted to get out of there before they came in. I said, here's a suitcase. She goes, here's yours. And I'm going through the exit, and I look back, and they're all looking at me. And I said, was that your bag? And they all nodded yes up and down. <laughs> and then I started apologizing like a million times. <laughs> oh, disaster. Oh, have you ever felt oh. more guilty in your life? No, no way. No chance. I, I'm still worried about them. I don't know where they are. I'd like to send them like a gift. They're still stuck at the airport because <laughs> some other moron stole their other bag. They're waiting for that guy to come back. Uh. Bishy, bishy. <laughs>